are listening to Blood Moon Milk. This is your host, Aurora, with the poet Chaotically Small. Hi. So uh, I met you at the Renaissance Festival when I was reading astrology charts, and um, it was a really interesting chart reading, I felt like. Um, Yeah. And so, uh, just to jump right in, what was that experience like for you? Well, I've had um, my signs read before and stuff like that. So actually that day I had someone else read (laughs) my sign. Um, But I've never had the kind of connection that we had, I feel like. Mm Because I feel like we kind of had like a a connection right off. And um, it just felt really natural. So I really enjoyed it and I liked what you had to say. So. Was there anything, um, and I cast your chart again today so we can look at it to just sort of kind of go over um, what it was I saw in your chart and then um, like we can kind of reflect on that experience that day because I felt like um, there were some things that I hit on or I, I felt like I pulled out of your uh, positions and your aspects that uh, were kind of unusual that I didn't see or even talk about with a lot of people um and it seems to sort of hit home with you yeah um and so uh we can kind of get into that a little bit so you have uh your son is in in gemini which is all about communication and talking and wanting to know everybody's ideas and like but sometimes it you can be at the risk of not knowing what it is that you think in general like you're yeah you're, that sounds like me <laughs> you're so busy <laughs> like kind of uh, absorbing what it is that everybody else has to say around you that you're not sure of your own opinion yeah middle child syndrome definitely <laughs> yeah kind of middle child I guess um but you also have uh Libra on your rising um which is uh, also an air sign, um, and that one is all about finding balance, and um, and your rising sign is also like has to do with uh, like your purpose in life and like destiny and that kind of stuff sometimes. Um, and your nodes are in. Let's see, you've got your north node in Scorpio, and so your south node would be in Taurus. Um, and your nodes are really where we look to for like karmic baggage and mm. life purpose. Um, and so with the North node being in Scorpio, it's kind of says that we, um, you dive deep into a subject yeah. and you're not afraid to look at whatever it is that might, um, sh- other people might kind of shy away from like the dark side of things. Yeah, that's very true. Especially, um, considering on what I write about, like, I write a lot about depression and anxiety and grief and, like, a lot of um, topics that people are like, oh, that's so taboo. Why would you write about that? And yeah. Like, that kind of stuff. I, and I think that's, um, so I've, I've looked at some of your poetry and I've always, I've been struck by how um, honest it is in the darkness and that's, um, like, without being morbid necessarily. Yeah. Which, like, there, you know, there's, like, definitely... I mean, I have, like, a little goth vein running through my soul, too. <laughs> but, like, there's a difference between, like, looking darkness in the eye 
uh, and acknowledging it and exploring that in a way that like honors it right. versus sort of like Screaming making it, it from the rooftops <laughs> or like making a spectacle of it, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and like, I'm not saying either are necessarily like bad or wrong or one's right or better than the other one, but it's, I think possibly like a more delicate process what you do. Yeah. Cause I mean, I have technically, I was diagnosed with depression when I was like I was saying like 19, but mm-hmm. I had been struggling with it since I was a teen. Yeah. So it was something that was kind of swept under the rug a lot of the time. Like, um, you know, I know like a lot of people when the 2008 housing bubble burst, yeah. and my dad lost his job. So it was kind of hard on my family. So it was hard on me and my sister. And it just escalated to the point of what it did. And I feel like with my poetry, I bring um, light to the darkness. Yeah. Um, it's funny. 2008 was a tough time for a, a, a lot, lot of people. Of people. Yeah. Um, and, like, just in my own chart, or not my own chart, but in my own life, my dad lost his house um, while I was away in college, and he didn't tell me. Oh. <laughs> and then I came home, and I was homeless for a little oh while. Like, I mean, I, I stayed with friends, but, yeah, like, I... But still. Yeah, like, I was, like, wow, my whole sense of, like, who I am, and I wish I was as good at astrology as I am now back then, because it probably would have really helped in some ways. Yeah. Um, but, like, I mean, the nice thing about astrology is that at least... You know, there's uh, like things will shift and change because everything's a cycle. Yep. Um, but the thing that is sort of wonderful about it is that, um, like, even though things are in a cycle, things never really repeat exactly because the outer planets take so long to travel mm. that right. at least within our lifetime, we're never going to live through the same aspects exactly the yeah. same. You know, so every day really is sort of a gift. Like that yeah. present really is a present. It's still, you know, it's in the past. Just learn from it. I strongly believe in that kind of stuff. Exactly. Um, so let's look. At, keep looking at your chart here. Um, so you've got your. This thing is like kind of far away and hard to see. So you've got your Venus in Taurus. Oh no, that's your Mars. Sorry, your Mars is in Taurus at eight degrees. So kind of near um, where your South Node is. And then your um, your moon is in Aries and your Venus is in Aries too. Um, and so uh, Venus and moon almost conjunct right there in Aries. Um, that suggests that you just jump right into things. Um, when you feel something, it's like you have a very strong fiery like reaction to things that is so incredibly true <laughs> i actually i'm working on like a secret project right now oh yeah um for my um, followers and i just like got the idea and i was like okay i have to run with this right now or else the whole world is gonna explode and so i do that a lot of the time and now i know why <laughs> yeah so like that's a really great way to sort of talk about aries energy um i like to look at aries as sort of the cannonball mm-hmm. um it's not like uh, always super laser precise in what it does, um, but it is that thing that can really break you out of a rut and get that fire under your ass to just get moving. And what it's good at is just getting you going. And it might not always end up where you think you're going to end right. up, but if you just keep being persistent with things, um, 
you'll find that you'll more often than not just end up where you're supposed to be. Right. Um, and I think that, like, I'm a big believer in following the thing that it, whatever it is that interests you and makes you tick and, like, you find a connection with people through something. Sorry, my dog is licking your leg. <laughs> That's okay. I'm an animal person. It's all good. It's okay. Pickle's As, kind of used to, like, when yeah. people come over and they're, like, in the in the blanket fort. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, my subscribers know because, like, every time I do a live, an Instagram live every Friday, so... Um, 8 p.m. Check me out. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, oh, by yeah. the way, check her out on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. No, you're at chaotically small, and I have a Twitter and a blog and all that fun stuff. But um, yeah, as a lot of people know, I have two cats, so I'm no stranger to animals. Ah. Yeah. No, I I love the animals. This is a house full of uh, love for the four-legged and winged yes. creatures. Um. So yeah, Aries energy just it tells me that um like you're not somebody who sits around and procrastinate a whole lot, at least in, in like, the things that you feel passionately about. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, you're, if you, you, like, know instantly whether or not it's something you're going to want to do. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then uh, your, so your midheaven is in Cancer, but it's almost in Leo. It's, like, really, really, really close to Leo. Um, it's right on the cusp there. And, um... I think also your uh, your Mercury placement. I recall that being a really interesting placement in relation to. Um, okay, this is what it was. Yeah. Um, so your Mercury is in Cancer, um, really close to your Midheaven, which is also really close to Leo. Um, and so Midheaven is all about career, mm. and um, because it's so close, like that. Um, and cancer is all about nurturing and understanding, uh, like, what it takes to, to care for others. Right. Um, and almost sometimes at the detriment of yourself and by accident in some me. weird ways. Like, <laughs> so me. Um, one thing I really uh, like to tell in terms of the cancer story is, like, the Hera and Hercules conflict. Mm -hmm. Hera was just insecure uh, in her relationship, and, you know, rightfully so. Right. Um, her, uh, Hercules' dad, Zeus, stepped out on her. Yeah. And, with, like, everybody he felt yeah, like. Yeah, well. And so, I mean, you know, whoops. But <laughs> then she took out all that anger and aggression on a baby mm -hmm. and just, like, channeled this energy at his direction for his the entirety of his life. And then... He became a god at the end of his life right. after literally all of his flesh was burned off his bones. And so he was made a god and then had to go live with her. Ugh. So, I mean, like, yeah. it, it's like this really, uh, like, it, if she hadn't been so intensely aggressive, uh, she, he probably wouldn't have ended up being a full god. He probably would have just, uh, you know, been half mortal and, like, been a really strong dude. Yeah, maybe. And and not legendary, you know? Yeah, he wouldn't have been the big Yeah, guy. Yeah, exactly. And he, um, so, like, that's sort of the energy I, I equate with cancer is, like, it can be incredibly aggressive to its own chagrin at mm -hmm. times but it can also be like this incredibly nurturing right uh like really sweet sort of loving energy but because it's so close to leo um and 
it suggests that there might be like a bit of fame to be garnered from communicating <laughs> this way. Um, and I think that's what I recall saying something along those lines yeah. at your um, at your reading at the Renaissance Festival. Um, and then that's when you perked up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like th- those readings go by so quickly because you really only have 15 minutes yeah. to sit down and sort yeah, of... And, like, go over everything and it's almost it can be a little overwhelming for some people because they're just they're not expecting like to get hit with the real deal with their life (laughs) yeah people are like uh yeah it's great though because you get to kind of um convince people who might think poorly of astrology yeah um to like reconsider it a little bit i love astrology i mean i have a an astrological tattoo relation. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. I showed it to you last time, so, yeah. Yeah, no, I think astrology is just a really great way to um, talk about things that maybe we have difficult a difficulty articulating sometimes, um, whether it's because, you know, it's not always easy talking about our feelings, but if we have these uh, archetypes and stories and things that, and elements that we can associate right. with different kinds of energies... It can start that dialogue and yeah, really and you can, like, see yourself and other people and the other traits and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah, and you can also um, talk about things in a non-judgmental way and a non-like finger pointing way, yeah. which um, I think can really be therapeutic for a lot of people. Um, and it just kind of gives us a, a language to talk about some of these things that. Um, maybe we don't always get to talk about all the time. Um, yeah, so, uh, did you have any questions about your chart? Um, I guess I'm, I mean, I'm kind of interested in, like, the Aries part, I guess, because, I mean, I never really thought about why exactly I, like, run with an idea and then go full out into it. I guess that's kind of interesting to me. Um, yeah, sure. So um, Aries is in your sixth house because you have Libra rising. Um, so the first house is all about your personality. The second house is all about your possessions, your your home even. Right. Um, the third house is all about uh, your social life. Um, the fourth house is all about... Um, Sometimes people call it the the house of your mother. Um, hmm. The fifth house is usually has to do with um, like true love, but the sixth house tends to be all about work. Hmm. And um, like interesting, it's typically equated with the sign of Virgo. Um, so it's this where your moon and your Venus are, and Venus is also like. Yes, she's the goddess of love, but mm-hmm. she's also incredibly creative, like and fruitful. And um, so to have like that energy there, um, and Aries is the sign of her lover, Mars. Like so, oh, um, yeah. So like, while it's not her home sign, uh, she does like gravitate and has an attraction right. to it. Um, and so it just suggests that whatever it is that you feel really strongly and passionately about and pulled to that you can uh, at least emotionally that you can have that like extra fiery energy to then like carry it forward um and maybe more 
more than and especially because it's in the sixth house which again traditionally associated with the sign of virgo which is all about that like down to earth work a day right. energy like what it is that is practical and will get stuff done right um so it's like not necessarily a bad place to have Aries energy at because it kind of tempers that explosiveness a little bit and makes it a little bit more practical. More useful. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Instead of, like, if it were in, say, like, Sagittarius, which is the most advanced fire sign, which makes everything big and it's ruled by Jupiter, um, that could possibly lead to some emotional issues. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, or at least, like, a, like I mean, it could... Um, express itself more positively with like the stuff that you do just being very big in scale right um and that's kind of where i think um astrology is kind of magical in some ways it's there's lots of different ways for these things to manifest yeah it really depends on the person because yeah. like um all of my family members i come from a really big family i have three sisters and you know, my parents are happily married and in love, and we're all different signs. I met your dad. Yeah, you actually did a reading for my dad, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, yeah, he came to me before you did. Yeah. And, like, and af- after our reading, um, he was, like, he kind of sauntered up afterwards. Yeah. And um, I was like, oh, I recognize you. Oh, and then I looked at your yeah. face. I was like, oh, you guys are related. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you look at like old baby pictures, I look a lot like my grandfather. So that's yeah, pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so we're all in uh, different signs, which is pretty interesting considering we're such a, a big family. But um, I recall your dad having a lot of Capricorn and Aquarius energy in his chart. Yeah. He's uh, I think he's a Pisces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's Pisces. My little sister is an Aquarius. My oldest sister is a Cancer. My second oldest sister is like on the cusp of Aries. And my mom's a Sagittarius. I'm a Sagittarius as well. <laughs> and uh, I think Sagittarius is kind of an enigmatic energy. Yeah. <laughs> she, uh, she's a lot of fun to be around and she's just always does things her way and she's very especially now now that um my parents are technically retired um they kind of do what they want and my mom does not care what other people think I mean she's older and she's got like her hair dyed like different colors Uh like it's like um pink and um purple now so it's it's she just does not care at anymore she's like i'm gonna do what i want and if you don't like it then there's the door that sounds uh good to me (laughs) yeah i mean i love it i i'm so happy that i mean that she's like changed and i mean she's not changed like super like a lot but she's just kind of grown into herself which i very much admire i mean i've always admired my mom and my parents so yeah, your dad seemed like a good guy. Um, the thing I recall from reading his chart, and I, I kind of don't like to talk about other people's charts when they're not around. No, you're but, fine. <laughs> but um, I just thought it was interesting. So I don't, I obviously, it's kind of hard to re- remember every single aspect of every person's chart right. I, I read just from memory because I definitely don't do that. Um, but I recalled um, him, he, I think, like so he's his son might have been in Pisces but he had some other placements in Aquarius I think so that has something to do with technology yeah um and then his uh I think it might have been his rising sign was in uh Capricorn 
And so he was like, something about him was just very good with money, but also really good at putting money in people's hands who needed it. Yeah, that's very much my dad. <laughs> my dad, um, he worked for AIG and he worked for Grady and he worked for another company called um, Nuance. And so he's always been big on computers. I mean, when he was younger, he dropped out of college to do like an 18th month like computer course and it ended up working out for him so <laughs> yeah I bet especially back then when yeah, like com- the yeah <laughs> like computers probably there was way more cutting yeah. edge and harder to get into I think yeah. probably back then so it's probably a really smart move on his yeah end. yeah very much so and now he's doing like all this like business trading so he's pretty good with money yeah and I mean like there was something I said to him that was like you you're you're good at making money but you're also good at discerning with with what to do with it so that it helps other people right um and he said something about uh he does a lot of fundraising for charity yeah he does um and so I was like this is why I love astrology it's because I don't have to I I can look at somebody's chart and know like get a really good sense of their um their human potential right yeah i like that human potential (laughs) i really like that um and you know like it but it does express itself differently um a friend of mine who is a fellow astrologer i won't name names um (laughs) but uh he really loves he's a libra and he's just like all about libra stuff and um, right. it's funny, like, I had one reading, uh, at, again, at the Renaissance Festival, and this guy had a lot of stuff in Libra, and he was, like, drunk there with his whole family, like, oh, really gosh. wasted, <laughs> and he was really skeptical about astrology, and so he was, like, he, he was just, like, one of the m- more difficult readings I could have done, right? because um, he just, like, didn't want to, he didn't even want to let me talk. And like, oh, no, I'm totally skeptical. I don't believe any of this. And, yeah, um, yeah, totally. And then I looked at his chart, and I was like, so what happened um, in your love life last fall, last October? And he just started crying. Yeah, when you pull out stuff like that, people are like, wait, what? You actually know what you're talking about? And there's actually, like, legit stuff that is, like, connected to astrology. And it's not just, like, a bunch of bullshit. It's, like, no. an actual... Yeah, I mean, like, and it, so it's a pseudoscience for a reason. I mean, we can't, the mysteries of the universe are not for us to discern and decide, but we, if we can look at the stars and understand the aspects and the tendencies that have been recorded for thousands of years since Mm -hmm. the Chaldeans and the Phoenicians, um, like, that's as far back as we know that it goes, so at this point, but... Um, you know, the idea that uh, things are above as they are below right. is not a new one. It, like, and it happens in nature. It happens like on a smaller, more microscopic scale. So why not? And yeah, like more not? you a, a more like macroscopic scale. Yeah, and I feel like I kind of feel that way about like mental health and like all that kind of stuff like people are there's also like stigma attached to mental health obviously and people are like oh like if you have a cold you're just gonna stay home and people are gonna be like oh get better like it's fine but if you're having like a bad day like mentally and you need like a second to breathe people are like oh just get up and like you're fine like you're just sad today and it's not like you know. Yeah, I mean, I I come from a family, at least on my mother's side, where depression was an issue, um, and I you know I get sad sometimes. Right. Um, I don't 
I've been depressed at different periods in my life, but um, luckily it's not something that's been chronic. Right. Um, but I saw what it did to family members of mine. And, you know, it's not always, it's not necessarily without cause, too. Mm-hmm. You know, shit does happen yeah. in life and it can fuck with you. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh don't I know it. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's sort of a shame that, like, it's, uh, it's this hidden wound, you know? Yeah. Like, you can outwardly be fine in every way and then uh, you know like something a song comes on the radio and it just like and music in particular I think has the gift of uh, sort of being able to transport us to that moment in time exactly yeah and it could be a good moment or a bad moment Mm -hmm. or like an indifferent moment but it takes you back to like the period that you most associate with it right yeah definitely I actually um, I think it was last year. Yeah, last year um, I had broken up with my boyfriend. Then a couple weeks later, my grandfather died. And then a couple weeks after that, I lost my job. So, like... <laughs> what time period was this last year? Um, March. Was, March? Yeah, February, March. Yeah. yeah. 2018 or 2017, I want to say, around there. Um, but it was just like all these big things just happened so fast and I was like well shit what do I do now and my little sister actually um suggested that I start writing again along with my therapist and then I just started writing like a couple times a day and then it just kind of evolved into what it is now yeah yeah so and um so for people who aren't familiar with work would you like to read one of your poems um sure I guess uh I always get so nervous when I read them out loud. It's okay. Um, uh, you... <laughs> um, even, like, I mean, I've never, like, done, like, spoken word. I'm working on it, but I just have to get the confidence up, I guess. Confidence is a stuff. big deal. Like, I people tell me all the time that, oh, you should just be more confident. And I'm like, like yeah, because that's that easy. Yeah, right. It's not. It's no, really not. It takes a lot of work. Yeah. But, um, all right. So this one is called Keep Breathing. Struggling to keep my head up and wanting to quit, but then I remember to keep breathing. So that's just like a really short one that I have. But um, I yeah, I like yours, one. your poetry, because a lot of them are like rather. Oh, thank you. They're not haikus, but they are like kind of on the shorter, shorter side, side. Yeah. Which um, it it's perfect for you know the like a daily dose of poetry. Yeah, uh, this is funny. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but the it's also just like really digestible in yeah. the world of social media um so i'm sure that's helped like you grow a following is because yeah. people's attention span is all about 10 seconds long. yeah well funny you should mention that because i actually went to school for business i didn't go to school for poetry i had been writing poetry secretly when i was like in middle school like when i was like 10 or 11 and i was like oh no one's ever gonna see it and like oh it's just for me and then i went to college and um, with the help of a lot of friends, they helped me get into therapy, and then they were like, oh, you should go to this poetry class, and then I started writing more often, so. Hmm. Well, that's interesting, because, uh, like I said earlier, um, your north node is in Scorpio, which is also, like, one of the most secretive signs, hmm. um, and the north node is all about, like, uh, the thing that you're sort of tasked with to embrace um, where your south node is the the stuff that you it's like old stuff that you've already 
accomplished from like right. past reincarnations mm. or just stuff that you uh, really you got it already. You've got nothing to learn from it, but it's your comfort zone. Um, your bad habits, if you will. Um, and so, uh, Scorpio is like being secretive with their work. I wouldn't, I'm not at all surprised (laughs) with that placement there. Um, and I mean, I have a lot of Scorpio on my chart too. So, uh, I've, I have a stellium in Scorpio, my Venus, my Mercury and my Midheaven. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Um, so what was the other poem you wanted to read? So this one I actually kind of wanted to talk to you about. Um, so this one is called Anger. And anger is something... Well, I'll just read it. <laughs> okay. Anger. Anger is something that is foreign to me. I rarely get angry because I was taught by this world that anger isn't pretty. When I get angry, I can't speak. I can't think. I, emotion- I physically get uncomfortable because I am not familiar with this emotion. I want to run, but I can't run for myself. I want to scream, but I can't speak because my voice is still. Anger is something that has erupted within me now because I only have one living grandparent, because I am single, because some of my family doesn't approve of what I do. But I've been told by my therapist that anger is just the surface and underneath is sadness. That is the only way I can rationalize anger because sadness is recognizable. So I don't know if there's like anything in my chart that has to do with like strong emotions. Um, I was just looking at your chart and your on your natal chart, your sun is square Saturn. Um, and that is indicative of somebody who will have a lot of obstacles kind of thrown in their path. Mm-hmm. Um, but because they have so many obstacles around their path, they learn how to deal with them really well. Right. Um, and usually they become really successful. Um, but you might, you're still pretty young. You're only 25. Yeah. Um, so I would say that, like, with time, that's that, like, anger is, I mean, okay, you're going to experience anger, Obviously. like, in your life, yeah. like, throughout your life for various reasons. Right. But, like, I think as you get older, you're going to see the opportunity in anger more hmm. um, to become a tool and a, a motivator to change things versus just getting pissed off. Right. Um, because, I mean, the the gift of anger, at least in my experience, is that it, it shines a light, very direct light, on what it is that's wrong. Right. What it is that's... And usually it's because you're lacking something. Hmm. Um, and you're usually lacking, like, something in terms of support. Or you don't feel like you have enough love or opportunity. Um, and then when you can like work through those layers of what it is that you feel like you don't have, uh, then you can start to look at yourself and say, how can I provide myself with that internally hmm. versus like... Getting it from someone else. Yeah, or, or expecting the world to show up with it. Right. Um, because like the truth is, I mean, it might show up in the world, but really... Uh, when you can provide yourself with self-love um, and self-understanding and opportunities of your own making, 
And by opportunities of your own making, I mean the thing that you're already doing. Yeah, like, even with you, I mean, it was just like, I was just being myself, and then you were like, hey, you want to be on my podcast? I was like, absolutely. (laughs) That's just, like, me just taking advantage. I'm not taking advantage. No, but, but yeah. like, like, taking the opportunity. Well, when opportunity knocks, be ready, you know? And it usually shows up when you've been doing the work on your own already. Right. And then um, if you keep at it. I mean, like I see so many young creatives and I'm, I'm st- I still consider myself a young creative too. Um, but like, I'm starting to not be quite such a young creative. <laughs> um, but like, and I'm getting a little bit more success in my career outside of astrology, but, um, with astrology too. But, um, I will say that as long as you are putting one foot in front of the other and working towards a goal in a strategic way that you are passionate about mm-hmm. on a regular basis, it's going to open doors for you sooner or later. Right. You just have to keep going and keep going and keep going. And, you know, sometimes that means that it's not your day job that is the thing that's fulfilling you. It, right. Your day job might just be working at a grocery store while you are a painter at night. Mm-hmm. I'm raising my hand because that was me. <laughs> like, I've done that. And um, it didn't last forever, but it got me to the next place. Next step, yeah. Yep. And it got me there, and I was grateful to be there when I got there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you had gone through all of that, like, hardship to get to where you need to be. Yep. And it made me really value it once I had it versus uh, people who I've, I've seen who are just handed things in life. Mm-hmm. Um, they tend not to value what they have. And, um, and maybe not everybody, but... Um, like the sense of accomplishment that comes from working really, really hard mm-hmm. on something and finally getting recognized for it um, is it's it's I'm always grateful for it when people reach out and say, "Hey, the thing that you did or made really right. spoke to me." Yeah, same. Um, um, yeah, some people have been starting to comment on my stuff now, and they're like, "Oh my God, thank you for sharing this. This is amazing. I really relate to what you're saying." And you know, like I said before, I never ever thought that my poetry I always say this I never thought my poetry would be anything you know I just I thought I would end up I don't know just working nine to five or doing something like that and you know because it just was something that was so secretive to me but um, now I'm just like so grateful for every single person that reads my stuff, even if they don't like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's kind of the beauty of the like the time we are living in these days is that um, technology has made creativity and access to work pretty democratic. Right. Um, like you don't have to have the hugely expensive tools uh, to make something uh, that like a decade ago or even I mean even a decade ago a lot of the stuff that I do now wasn't really possible at the scale that I do it at now Mm -hmm. because I mean like when I do the animations for the daily dose or for the Instagram I use procreate on the iPad the iPad didn't really exist with a pencil or drawing or animation tools a decade ago Um, and I use creative cloud and that was around in some form but like it's gotten so much more seamless now that like I can, I can do this pretty quickly without pulling my hair out. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I think it would probably still be challenging for a lot of people and certainly takes an amount of fortitude to keep going, especially there's some months where like 
it's almost not like nobody listens, but like the numbers might be down, and I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. Like, what did I do wrong? I feel that a lot. <laughs> and and then you know people, and then there's months where they like shoot back up again, right. and it's just like, oh, maybe yeah. people were on vacation yeah. or something. Who knows? Like, yeah. It's whatever. But um, yeah, I definitely know what you're talking about because like ten years ago, not even ten years ago, maybe like five years ago. Um, I was doing like um, WordPress with like a class that I was doing in college, mm-hmm. and it was a pain to use. And now my blog is through WordPress, mm-hmm. and it's so seamless now. It's so much easier to use, and it's just yeah. Yeah, I I my original portfolio website was on WordPress, and yeah, it was it really did seem like you needed an advanced like computer yeah. science degree. Um, and I I mean I did okay with it and. I still design all my own websites now, but, mm-hmm. like, um, and I'm glad that I, like, kind of learned what I did when I did, but um, I would much rather be able to use that energy to think of something creative. To, yeah, and like have to worry about, like, where this is going to, like, yeah. sit on the, on the website. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So um, I think that, uh, you know, the universe has a... a an interesting way of putting you in the right place at the right moment, like exactly when you're supposed to be there. Right. Um, and that's just, I think for those of us who have struggled with one thing or another, whether it's depression or, I mean, my mom was bipolar. Mm. Um, I mean, we're, we're always like given a choice, you know, nobody is like forcing us t- to be, a certain way right yeah um you can choose to get help and i think help is really really important and i, I think one of the biggest sort of tragedies in our society is that because mental health isn't something you, you can see someone's got their arm chopped off yeah you know you can't see exactly what, like when someone has the equivalent of that same kind of wound in their mind and yeah. their soul all, all the time and i think mental health really needs to be uh, more fully supported and embraced and uh, like recognized as a major component of the health and wellness of a society. Yeah, definitely. And like, I think the issue with that, and I say this to a lot of people, is like, you don't know unless you've been there. Like, no one really, like, if you haven't been to that really dark place where, you know, you, you want to like, do harmful things to yourself like you you don't know until you've actually been there and it's really hard to explain which is why I write and I talk a lot about my poetry and stuff like that and talk like depression in my poetry and because it's really hard to explain to someone who's never been depressed or never like seen that side of their mind and it's just like well how do you describe the color purple to a blind person exactly yeah and it's like you can't you can't um and it's purple (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) why don't you understand purple like what yeah and so uh i wish there was like some sort of call to action or takeaway i could like give right now to our listeners to do you have something something, yes so i actually found this um from a youtuber and it's called Crisis Text Line. So it's like a texting service that you can use to, um, like, if you're in crisis. So um, they help with, like, they were really busy during June because of the Pride Month. Mm. Um, but they're 
always it's free you don't have to pay for it and you can just text the number i don't know exactly what the number is but you can look up crisis text line and that's one that i fully support um for sure i actually volunteered for them for like a second oh that's that's good <laughs> yeah. Yeah, volunteering is, I think that's also a really good way to um, help get you out of uh, a depressive funk. Like, Mm -hmm. maybe not like a more major one, but like one that's, um, you know, at least one where you can get out and go out of the house and do stuff. It's getting out of the house that's the problem. (laughs) Yeah, it it is a problem. But if you can get out of the house to go help other people who are less fortunate than you, like, it kind of helps to put things into perspective a little bit. Yeah. Um, One of my, like, my grandma is like the most... Uh, sorry, my dog is, she's very much wanting to be a part of this conversation right now. Um, my grandma is sort of this, um, expert, uh, at, like, mind over matter. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't even know it or realize it, like, consciously. She's just, like, she just refuses to sort of, like, talk about ugly things. (laughs) And, like, well, part of that, like, I, part of, part of me really admires that mm-hmm. ability to just like yeah. direct your focus into what it is you want to focus on so clearly and not like just let your mind sort of like wander um, because it's it's an act of control mm-hmm. um, which as somebody who meditates I, I really admire that like ability that mental focus that, that she has but at the same time I'm like sometimes you really need to look at what is shitty in the world yeah. so that it can be addressed um, and Definitely. just because it makes you feel bad doesn't mean it's bad. Um, it means that it needs attention mm-hmm. so that it can get better. Exactly. I agree with that 100% <laughs> for sure. And um, that's yeah. one thing, like, I I find, you know, I think, like, most people, I find myself scrolling on Instagram mm-hmm. or on Facebook or... Twitter. <laughs> yeah. My other one is Dribble. I really like Dribble. Oh, I heard of that. Oh, that's like it's for artists um, and designers, but um, uh, I think especially on Facebook, it's kind of become this political cesspool. Yeah, it's very toxic social media sometimes, and you just have to like, okay, I'm gonna turn my phone off for like an hour or just for the night and just go to sleep and like. It's overwhelming. Yeah, it can be. And, sure. and I've definitely been guilty of being like mad at the government and be- being like posting just like all the awful yeah. shit they do. And I realized like that's not really helping anything. Um, but what is helping is when people get up and do something about things that um, and like it doesn't take everybody doing a whole hell of a lot all the time. No, you can do just, just like, like one thing when you are capable of doing it. Yeah. So I was actually um, talking about this on my last live, same YouTuber I was talking about. Um, he has a story that he always tells that's like the starfish story. So it's like there's a beach full of starfish and the starfish are like representative people. And this guy walks out and he throws the starfish back into the ocean. And it's like you can help this one person, but you can't help everybody. Yeah. So it's like do what you can to change the world. and Yeah. yeah. I mean, one thing, um, I, somebody asked me, like, what, what do we do during these transits? Because if you listen to the podcast at all, like, you know, we're going through some pretty heavy transits right mm-hmm. now, um, and they're not, 
it's it's not because like the universe hates us, you know. It's because we've got stuff we have to learn, right. and I think that's pretty evident. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and um, and some things are easier to learn than other things, and uh, usually the the big heavy hitter planets when they go into retrograde and they hit on things like Saturn or Pluto, and um, especially when they're going through retrograde and hitting our nodes, those are major karmic. Yeah, wake up calls times um, and things are put in motion around that time and eclipses are kind of in the same boat and we're right between the two eclipses right now oh mm. how did the eclipse have you had any effects from the eclipse at all um, <laughs> funny you should mention it um, I have kind of stood up for myself more than I usually do I'm, I'm usually not that person I'm usually the type of person who's like I don't like conflict, so I'm just gonna deal with whatever. And that's and a Libra rising for you, right there. Take the, <laughs> take the take the L and just like do that. But recently, I've kind of like spoken out and been like, okay, this is not okay, and I'm not okay with this, and this is bothering me. So it's interesting. Yeah. Well, usually with eclipses, it's like some kind of bombshell news that comes from out of the blue um, when you sort of least expect it. And um, so that eclipse was at 11 degrees in the sign of Cancer. Let's see if you have anything in 11 degrees um, that would be within orb there. Um, so your Saturn is at 12 degrees Pisces. Um, so that would be, it's also in a water sign. That'd be trine. Um, there could be a nice new beginning there for you hmm. of some sort. Um, but usually it's, You'll feel it within about 10 days, um, either before or after the eclipse. Um, the next eclipse is going to be a little bit more dramatic. Okay. Um, and for those of you listening, I know this episode is airing after the eclipse season, by the way. So, sorry, you're, but you're hearing old news. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, in the moment, it's good. And eclipses are interesting in general. I, th- I think they're always kind of fascinating, yeah. the way they pop up and manifest in people's lives like when you when it like triggers your chart and it Mm -hmm. affects you you're just like yep i feel that yeah i know what this is okay and usually they they have a way of sort of setting you on a path where like you know exactly which way to go Mm -hmm. and there's no going back even though part of you might want to it's just not the way to go anymore yeah a very clear arrow in that direction whatever that direction is here is the sign take this sign yeah please um yeah so the next eclipse will be in the sign of capricorn let's see what if you've got anything in capricorn oh you do you've got um your neptune and your uranus are both retrograde in the sign of capricorn um on the descendant so you might have some stuff popping up, but I think um, I, don't, I think you're going to be safe though, just because you're pretty far away from. I think it's at. Well, let me double check real quick the times for that eclipse. Oh, lovely. Well, uh, an addendum to what I just said. I just looked up the times and uh, points of transit for the next eclipse. And the next eclipse will be at um, July 16th at 4.38 p.m. 
and it's gonna be at 24 degrees Capricorn, which, what did I say your, your uh, positions were in that I thought might be sensitive? It was your Neptune at 22 degrees Capricorn and your Uranus, which is also there at uh, 25 degrees oh, boy. Capricorn. <laughs> um, so you've got two things that could be really uh, kind of right on the money for you around mm-hmm. that time period. And it, yeah, it'll and Uranus is unpredictable by nature. Mm-hmm. Eclipses are unpredictable. Yeah. Um, and then Neptune is all about the subconscious and your dreams. Um, so and because it's a it's a solar eclipse, mm-hmm. um, which is what a full moon eclipse right, right, is. Right. Um, it's gonna be. Uh, well, actually, it's a lunar eclipse. Sorry, I said. Did I say solar lunar? Oh, it's a, a it's a lunar eclipse. eclipse. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, lunar <laughs> eclipse. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> uh, lunar eclipse. So, yeah, um, it's going to be a time of ending of some sort. There's mm. some sort of abrupt ending that comes out of nowhere of some sort. Mm. And it's in your... Um, so that'll be in your third house, probably in terms of your social life. Okay. Um, yeah, just a heads up. Yeah, good to know. Yeah, um, but usually where there's an ending, there's a, another beginning that's waiting to happen. Okay. It just might not be obvious yet. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a guess, but I don't want to yeah. say anything. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, if you do find yourself like going like, holy shit, let me know. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, like, I'll not, definitely reach not, out. Not to, like, you know, wallow in or revel in my rightness or wrongness, yeah. but more to just be like, yeah, girl. <laughs> Commiserate. <a> <laughs> yeah. So um, we're getting close to the end of our time. Is there anything else you wanted to add or another poem you'd like to share? Um, okay, so this one is called Today I Love Myself. I am warmed in a blanket of love I set for me, wrapped in the cloth of lies I used to grow stronger. I hear a song on the radio that makes me cry with happiness, and I am thankful to be the glue that holds my family together, the joys of the middle child. I get strength from my mother and grandmother who are diamonds, sparkling in the sunlight, strong and elegant. I feel connected to the earth when the rain comes, washing away all the sadness, if only for one day, and today I love myself. That's lovely. Yeah, that one I that one's really special to me. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much yeah, for joining me on the podcast. And you can be found at chaoticallysmall.com is my blog and chaoticallysmall on Instagram and chaoticsmall on Twitter. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, and thank this you. is all for this episode of Blood Moon Milk and I'll see you next time.